Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and good afternoon, or good morning, depending on what part of the world you are in. Uh, I am Fred Houston. I am your host of the Stone and Tile Show. And uh, I, I know I've I posted a couple of things on Facebook today, and I, I've kind of flipped back and forth onto what I was going to cover uh, today. And let me let me tell you why I decided to cover this. You know, every afternoon, I'm usually sitting here at my computer. If I'm not out working or doing an inspection, I'm sitting here at my computer. And in the other room, my wife sits, and every afternoon, she watches a show called Judge. Judy. And I normally don't pay attention to it, but occasionally something will come on. And that's what happened today. I'm sitting here working, getting ready for the show. And I notice someone shows a, one of the witnesses in the in the show holds up a picture of a granite countertop with a stain. So I said, Whoop, hold it, hold it right there. Let me see what this is all about. So anyway, uh, I got off the computer. I went over to the TV and you know, we've got that thing where you can rewind it. And so we went ahead and rewound it. And uh, apparently uh, this person, landlord, or this, this person that was renting a unit or an apartment or a house or something from this individual uh, wouldn't get their, wasn't getting their deposit back. So the person that owned the house said, well, you know, they've done a bunch of damage. And one of the things was a stain on a granite countertop. So this went back and forth and uh, it caught my attention, you know, particularly being that stain removal is one of my uh, expertise. And uh, in, in the end, it was uh, Judge Judy said that uh, she deserved her uh, deposit back, which, you know, basically said to me uh, she wasn't blaming her for this stain on the granite countertop. So you know, it, it got me to thinking, I, you know, I've been in a, a lot of a lot of lawsuits, a lot of cases, a lot of depositions. Uh, some of them have gone to trial, et cetera. And, you know, staining is usually not that bad of an issue. But what is an issue along the, the lines is allow, what I call allowable repairs. And I know I've done a show on this before where I've talked about, you know, is it a crack? Is it a fissure? Is it a naturally occurring vein in the, in the stone? And how to detect that? And I'd like to rehash some of that uh, as well. But here's where the issue comes up. And I get these calls constantly from fabricators and installers and and not necessarily on counter, uh, not all the time on countertops, but this could also apply to anywhere you have, you know, a crack, crack or a fissure. So in preparing for today's show, I went ahead and dug out the uh, design manual from the Natural Stone Institute and pulled up this section, which is 16.0, if you want to look it up, called Allowable Repairs, and I want to go over that in a minute. However, uh, if anybody wants to comment on this or has a question concerning stone or tile, the phone number to call in if you're listening live is 323-703-968. That's 323-870-3968. 
And of course, you can always send me an email at fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. So I, I get this all the time where, you know, a, a customer complains, I have a crack, I have a pit, you know, I have a chip in my countertop and you go in there, you repair it. It's a good repair. I will define what that is in a minute. And um, customer says, no, I want a new countertop. So you say, no, you, you tell them, well, you know, it, well, repairs, repairs are, are acceptable and they, they don't believe you and they want to take you to court. So let's say you get sued, you end up in court because you won't replace this countertop that has a, a crack or a chip or, or whatever. And then they call an expert in like me. And as an expert, I just can't go in there and say, this is what I believe. I have to actually back up my my opinion based on either a standard, a guideline, or, you know, e- even years and years of experience in, in that particular business. So, and I prefer to refer back to either the, you know, TCNA manual or the ANSI standards or the uh, natural stone and tile design manual something that I can show this is where my opinion came from. And here's what it says under section 16 and the design manual. It says, allowable repair of the stone countertops must be performed by a competent, experienced artisan to achieve the desired results. Repair of the stone is permitted when the repaired region is not in a structurally significant area of the countertop and when it can be accomplished skillfully so that the repair is consistent in color and texture an unrepaired region of the slab with an unrepaired region of the slab. Now that's, I mean, I've used that before in um, situations, but if you really read into that, it's kind of, kind of leaves you wide open because it's, it's, you know, where's it go? It says here with a stone is when it's not structurally significant. Well, that's pretty simple. I mean, is it over a a dishwasher? Is it, you know, in an area that has a span longer than 24 inches on a, say a two CM unsupported with a subtop I mean, a bunch of different things that we can look at there. So that that's pretty easy to prove, but where it gets tricky and where the lawyers have a field day is with this next sentence. And that it says when it's accomplished by a skillfully, so skillfully that repair is consistent in color and textured with unrepaired regions of the slab. So, you know, by whose eye, you know, is it by the customer's eye or is it by your eye? So, you know, it becomes difficult because a customer, you know, on their side could look at this statement and say, okay, well, you you know, you're saying repairs are allowable. However, it does say it must be done skillfully. So now they have to prove that you're not skillful, uh, has to be consistent in color. Well, you know, I don't know about you, but everybody has a different view of color. All our eyes don't see color this the same way, especially if you're colorblind, but that, that's a whole other story. So, you know, how do you handle that? And the, and the best way to handle that from an expert standpoint is to is to just stick by, by what it's saying here. You know, to you, it's it was done by a skillful person that's been in a business for, you know, X amount of years, whether that's 5, 10, 20, 30, or whatever. This person does repairs all the time. This person is good at color matching. So, so there's ways of defending, defending it. And of course, you know, with, with attorneys, you're going to get the opposing side, you know, attacking uh, your expertise and possibly attacking the individual that, that did the repair. So l- let me go on because this is kind of an interesting sec- section because we've talked about fissures and cracks before and the difference between a natural fissure and a different crack. So let me read you what the uh, design manual says. And it's a 16.1 under fissures. And it says, 
Fissures occurring naturally in many stone types. A fissure is defined by the American Geological Institute as an extensive crack, break, or fracture in the rock, which may contain mineral-bearing material. The term fissure is used commercially in the stone industry to describe a visible separation along intercrystalline boundaries. I'll describe what that is in a minute. The separation may start and stop within the field of the stone or extend through an edge. A fissure differs from a crack, and that is a naturally occurring feature in the stone that may be found in other areas of the same slab or other slabs of the same material. So, you know, if, if you look at cracks or fissures in this case, from a geological standpoint, a fissure is a crack. But, you know, it clearly states in this uh, particular paragraph here that a, a fissure in our case is natural. So, you know, I know I've gone over this in, in shows before, but, you know, how do you tell the difference between a fissure and a crack? Uh, you know, there's there's lots of uh, clues for that. Uh, you can look at how the if it's a countertop, look at the countertops installed. If it's floor, you can you know sound it, see if it's hollow, see if it's breaking, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, is it where the countertop has a tendency to flex and uh, you know say a real long piece? You know, so there's all kinds of ways to tell whether it's a fissure or a crack. And then there's the old fingernail test, you know, which I've I've described before. If you rub your fingernail across and it gets caught, and one side is higher than the other, that indicates movement. Uh, you know, for the most part, it, it, it's again, very subjective, uh, but that's how you tell a fissure from a crack. So the manual 16.2 goes on to define what a crack is. And I want to read that to you. Cracks occur in stone as a result of man-made mechanical induced stresses during handling, fabrication, transport, or installation. When cracks are detected in the slab material prior to fabrication, the best method is simply to avoid them, including them in the product through calling during the layout process. Stones with lesser soundness properties, this option may not be practical or possible. When working with such stones, it is common practice to repair cracks by cementing them together with epoxy or polyester resins, either with or without dowel reinforcement. Cracks that occur as a result of handling induced stress are often more difficult to repair as they commonly include chipping in addition to the crack. It goes on to say, Repair is frequently performed by injection of a penetrating resin adhesive, which may be dyed to match the stone, and then rebuffing the area after curing of the resin. In many cases, the entire stone must be repolished to make the repair unnoticeable. If the repair is attempted but unsuccessful, the stone should be replaced. So, you know, that to me leaves a really wide open uh, door when it comes to a customer complaining about a, a crack, if it's a true crack, you know. Um, you know, this is where it's your word against theirs, unless you bring in an expert. If it turns into a lawsuit, you'd bring in an expert. And as an expert, this is the, the sentence that I that I would quote. Now, if it were a structural issue because the countertop was installed wrong and that's why it cracked, I would mention that as well. But this clearly states in, in this particular paragraph right here that if there's a crack and it's repairable, repairs are acceptable. So don't let anyone tell you that a repair is not acceptable as long as it follows the guidelines that I had mentioned a few a few minutes a few minutes ago. All right, we're going to look at chips next. And uh, before I do, let me give the phone number out one more time. If you have a comment or even an interesting story uh, concerning this, it's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. That's three two three eight seven zero three nine six eight. And of course, my email f houston f h u e s t o n at gmail dot com. All right, the next item in the uh, natural that Natural Stone Institute's design manual is uh, CHIPS, 16.3 is a section, and I want to read you what that says. 
Chips can occur in stones either as a resulting result of the sawing operation or handling and restraint devices. Particularly in the igneous stone varieties, the existing portion of the diamond blade will create many small chips. A small chamfer called an aris, approximately 1 16th by 1 16th, can be used to eliminate most of these small chips. The use of an aris will make the seam appear wider than its actual dimension when filled. Larger chips may be repaired with epoxy or polyester resin if the completed repair is consistent in color and texture with unrepaired areas of the slab. And many materials, the resin used in the repair will appear more natural if it is not dyed. So that's pretty much a tip. Uh, but again, it's basically stating that when we're talking about chips, chips are repairable. And you know, it, it, gets, it gets real tricky because I, I know you guys have dealt with customers out there that you know, insist it's chipped, it's defective. But, you know, you have to you, you really, really have to insist or, or educate your customer and let them know that, in fact, this is a natural product. It's going to have chips. It may have open veining due, due to the natural what I call natural fissures or, you know, the word I like to use is natural uh, inclusions or naturally occurring uh, fissures or whatever. Because, you know, veins, for example, and and really, really veiny, veiny granite uh, will have a tendency to to look like cracks, but they're, they're not actually cracks. They're actual natural fissures within the stone itself. Okay, so the last the last section under under the 16.0 section in the design manual is pitting, and that's section 16.4. If you want to look it up. And by the way, uh, what I'm reading here is from the uh, design manual. The design manual is available to anyone for free. Uh, if you go to their website, uh, naturalstoneinstitute.org, I believe, or just Google it, uh, and you go into their resources, you can you can actually print out each section. And actually, that's what I did for today, is I, I've got that section right here in my hand, uh, holding it to, to read to you. So anyway, it is available, so you don't have to remember what I'm saying. Anyway, let's see what it says about pitting, and this is a little bit longer, but interesting. It says, pitting of the countertop surface, particularly in granite material, is commonly seen is a commonly seen characteristic of natural stone. Granites are made up of several different minerals, each mineral having a different hardness. Biotite, amphipole, uh, ferrous, titanium oxides, and other mineral combinations. I probably messed up some of those pronunciations. Um, on the most scale, diamonds are the hardest mineral with a rating of 10. Quartz and felspar have a hardness of about 6.5 to 7 and are very durable. Biotite, which are the small black minerals that you see through the slab on certain uh, granites, on the other hand, are very soft, 2.5, and they flake very easily. So all true granites have biotite in their composition. And because the biotite is re relatively soft and flaky, the first few layers are often removed during the polishing process, causing pits throughout the slab. And, and this is why, uh, let me stop right there a minute because I want to go on and read this, but this is why in my fabrication classes, I'm always telling my students, you know, if you're storing your slabs, you know, vertically, they're not horizontally, they're going to look different. So either take that slab vertical or horizontal for the customer to see, or have them go over to the side and look across it and make sure you point out those inconsistent, well, I don't know if I really want to call them inconsistencies or not, but you make sure you point out those natural pits, those natural inclusions in the stone so they're aware of it. So let me go on and read the rest of the sentence. Some granites have more, more biotype throughout their composition than others. The higher the biotype content of the stone, the more pits they will have. It makes sense. Most polished igneous rocks will have varying degrees of pits depending on the amount of biotype, muscovite, and pelagipite in their composition. 
The pits do not make the granite less durable or otherwise inferior. Let me reread that sentence. The pits do not make the granite less durable or otherwise inferior and do not in themselves qualify the slab for replacement. Let me read that one again. And do not in themselves qualify the slab for replacement. And that's really important. I'll discuss why in a second. Pits in common, pits are common in all granites and should be expected when dealing with natural polished stone contain several types of minerals with different hardnesses. It is usually best not to attempt repair of pits as most repair techniques will not cosmetically improve the countertop. And I'm not sure I agree with that last sentence, but again, that's looked at here more as a tip. But what's really important in that, that paragraph is, uh, where is it? Uh, pits are common in all granites and should be expected when dealing with natural polished stone containing several of these different minerals. And, that, and that's important. And, and also getting back to where it says, uh, it's where does it say that it's not necessarily meaning replacement? That's extremely important, especially if you're, you know, you're a fabricator and you're going in and, uh, you know, a customer says, I want this countertop replaced and you could, you could use this, you know, go to the Natural Stone Institute's design manual and you know take take a look at it Alrighty, folks i'm going to take a quick break and uh, if you want to call in with a question or a comment the number is 323-870-3968 that's 323-870-3968 and i'll be back right after this are you looking for quality greenstone working products esp sells many lines of fine quality environmentally safe products stone pro nb stone care bondstone and touchstone adhesives more stone care products, easy care products, and better bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. All righty, folks. Uh, one of the things I promised I was going to do today, and I just kind of jotted down a whole list of, uh, you know, I encourage everyone to go back into the archives. If you know, just go to the, this website here, blogtalkradio.com backslash drfred, D-R-F-R-E-D. Uh, you can look at all, God, I think I'm up to a hundred and some uh, podcasts that I've done interviewing various people. So let me run down what we've done this year. And that's just this year. I've been doing this now for uh, two years. So uh, for this year, we talked about measuring deflection. Uh, we talked about efflorescence versus effervescence. Uh, that was a funny one. Uh, we looked at the quartz uh, versus quartzite uh, terminology and what the difference was between those. Also, uh, quartzite versus marble. And, you know, we said during that show how uh, some uh, marbles are being sold as quartzite. So if you're concerned with that, you might want to go back and take a listen uh, to that show as well. Uh, white marble discoloration, when we talked about the rust, uh, we had uh, Paul Cleason from Bondstone talking about the adhesives, we talked about, you know, the differences between the epoxies, the acrylics, the uh, uh, polyesters, et cetera. I did an entire show on grout. Um, we did which, this one. This next one got a lot of um, uh, a, a lot of good good comments, and that is the um, uh, the pyramids, and then how stone was uh, was quarried, how stone was moved, how stone was you know fabricated uh, during those particular times, and I got a lot of positive feedback on that that particular show, and some really interesting facts. You might want to go back and uh, uh, check on that as well. Uh, I did a show on restoration troubleshooting. Uh, I did a show called What You Can Learn on YouTube, and we kind of went over some of the things that are on YouTube, especially for the stone, stone industry. I interviewed G Jim Heave with the Natural Stone Institute. Uh, we had a show or two on stain removal. 
I did an entire show on polishing difficult stones, both granite, marble, et cetera. Uh, some of my uh, uh, fellow podcasters, uh, with Anthony Moses with Floor Masters uh, podcast, I interviewed him. Uh, history, uh, mystery of uh, stone working, we discussed that. I think I did two shows on that. Uh, this one got a lot of positive feedback, and it was uh, pee, poop, and puke. Uh, we talked about those type of uh, issues in, in bathrooms. I uh, did two interviews with Alpha Tools, one on diamond abrasives and the other on saws. Uh, we talked about what is called a false mud bed. So if you don't know what a false mud bed is, you might want to go back and listen to that show as well. Uh, my favorite stories, some of them funny. I uh, talked about smoke and fire damage, uh, engineered stone, of course, graffiti removal. Uh, another one of my favorites, we had a whole show on tile coverage versus bonding. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about with any of these, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, go back into the archives and, and listen to those as well. Um, selecting stone countertops, that's, that's a good one to, for your customers to uh, listen to. Uh, waterproofing. Uh, we interviewed my buddy uh, James Medina out there in Las Vegas with Protecto Wrap, and we had a whole show on waterproofing. We talked about perm rates, et cetera. Uh, slipfall, I interviewed a, a gentleman over in the UK about slipfall issues. I think I did two or three shows on the coronavirus. We talked about disinfection versus sanitization. Um, another podcaster, Fab Lab, uh, Aaron Carley, we interviewed him. Um, surviving through tough times, I had a whole show on that. We talk about hollow tiles and do hollow tiles really mean failure? Another one of my podcast comrades uh, from Floor Academy, Kyle Hendon, uh, we interviewed him, talked about mentorship. And of course, Jason McDaniel, McDaniel is stone man. I think I had Jason on two or three times, uh, always entertaining, uh, entertaining uh, installer. Uh, we talked about trade shows. We talked about marketing. We talked about Terrazzo. Uh, we interviewed Michelle Bloomquist about women and, and tile. Uh, we interviewed, quote, countertops. Uh, we interviewed the fellows from Granite Gold. And I talked about my quarry trip uh, that I did last year on, on a motorcycle visiting some of the quarries in, uh, in uh, New England. So that was it. So that, that's just kind of a highlight of some of the stuff that, that I talked about in the podcast I've talked about. Next year here coming up in 2021, hopefully be a better year for all of us. I'll, I've got some interviews lined up. And I know you people out there that are I've promised to interview, I will get to you it's just been well it's been i I think the only thing i need to say it's it was 2020 so that that's all that is now i'm also going to encourage everybody to uh uh go ahead and uh, i don't know how you would do it on the blog talk site but there's a way to actually join uh the mailing list on there somewhere so if you can go ahead and do that i'd really really appreciate that uh next year i'm gonna try to do this via video uh, facebook i know i've tried that a couple times and know had some internet issues with that but we'll go ahead and try that again uh i'm going to resurrect the video blog as well i have several uh videos on on facebook just search for the stone and tile video blog and you can see some of the things i've demonstrated and videos I've, i've showed on that as well so all right so i guess i'm going to wrap up this week's show i want to wish everybody a merry christmas uh i probably will have a show again next week it'll be the last show of 2020 and we can all say goodbye to 2020 so folks thanks for listening till next time keep setting those tiles polishing that stone and fabricating those tops later my friends thank you tough skin one of our gold sponsors marble etches and stains tough skin guarantees it will not Toughskin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. 
They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Toughskin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. Are you tired of lugging dozens of stain removal chemicals around to remove stains from stone, tile, or concrete? Did you know you only need three chemicals to remove almost any stain, from organic stains to inorganic stains? Dr. Fred's Ultimate Stain Removal Kit is all you need. The kit contains three reagents and includes a detailed ebook on how to remove almost any stain. So if you're trying to remove difficult ink or rust or simply coffee and other food stains, this kit is all you need. To order, contact Dr. Fred at 321-514-6845. One kit is $69.95 plus shipping. <laughs> 